This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A former deputy attorney general has passed away. 52-year-old Chris Hansen died Thursday morning. Quote, Chris was a dear friend, a conservative leader, and an amazing woman who dedicated her life to others. That's from Attorney General Austin Knudsen in an email. Quote, it was an honor to have Chris on our team, and we deeply miss her presence. In late May, Hansen confirmed that she was departing the office, but declined to elaborate on why. The Attorney General's office said at the time she was leaving to attend to personal and family matters. Hansen had also served as the Deputy State Auditor and Chief Legal Counsel under then-State Auditor Matt Rosendale. Hansen was also a former Republican lawmaker, representing Haver for two terms in the Montana House and one in the Senate. She graduated from Augustana College with a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and Public Administration in 1992, received a Juris Doctorate from the John Marshall Law School in 2002. She clerked for federal bankruptcy judge Bruce Black and Montana Supreme Court Justice John Warner. Hansen served in the Montana National Guard in Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2008 and 2009 and served a tour with the Central Intelligence Agency in Mogadishu, Somalia in the 1990s. Hansen was involved in the Attorney General's controversy with St. Peter's Hospital last fall. A special legislative investigation found that the family of a former Senate GOP staffer called Hansen, claiming the Helena Hospital has cut off access to the patient. During the incident, the investigation found Hansen discussed legal ramifications with the patient's health care providers over the matter. St. Peter's personnel said they felt threatened by her comments. David Ortley, a former district court judge and instructor at the Montana Law Enforcement Academy, has been appointed to her post. The legislature's Transportation Interim Committee met Thursday to discuss two draft bills concerning electric vehicles in the state of Montana. Members were allowed to test drive electric vehicles from Ford, Chevy, and Tesla through the Montana Automobile Dealers Association and Tesla Incorporated. The draft legislation would establish an annual fee on electric vehicles in Montana, Another bill would establish a tax on electric vehicle charging stations. The committee heard negative feedback on the bills from stakeholders, including Northwestern Energy, Electric Vehicle Charging Station Company ChargePoint, the Lobby Group Alliance for Automotive Innovation, and others. The committee did not take any action on Thursday. Members of the committee said they wanted to wait to gather more information about what the federal government is doing regarding electric vehicle taxation as far as a road use tax or gas tax is concerned. A federal appeals court on Wednesday has found that a portion of the state's law defining a political committee is unconstitutionally vague. In a two-to-one decision, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit stopped short of striking down the rule which governs whether political spending in Montana needs to be reported. The case involves the political activities of Ed Butcher, 
a former Republican state lawmaker who represents Legistats, a website well-known in conservative political circles that grades GOP legislators on party loyalty. Butcher and another defendant, Lonnie Bergstrom, spent several thousand dollars of their own money in 2019 and 2020 traveling the state to give political presentation to local Republican groups. They gave endorsements of legislators during some of those presentations. They did not register their activities. Writing for the majority in Wednesday's decision in favor of Butcher and Bergstrom, Judge Daniel E. Bress wrote that the law contains some exceptions, including one for volunteer services or efforts. Bress honed in on that rule's exception, noting that neither Butcher nor Bergstrom were compensated by the various groups for their services. Quote, Although we do not suggest that volunteer is an infinitely elastic term, Butcher and Bergstrom quite reasonably maintain that they provided volunteer services or efforts, Bress wrote in his opinion, and adding that any suggestion they were not acting in that capacity runs counter to the common understanding of those terms. The panel's other judge, William A. Fletcher, took issue with the majority's finding that the two conservative activists could not have reasonably thought that they were acting as volunteers and not as a political committee. Butcher and Bergstrom are not political naifs, Fletcher wrote. They are sophisticated political actors. They acted in a concerted and sustained manner to bring accurate and relevant political information to interested political groups, but they did not do so as volunteers within the meaning of Montana state law. The Federal Emergency Management Agency has added three more Montana counties to a presidential disaster declaration following last month's destructive flooding around Yellowstone National Park. The addition of Yellowstone, Treasure, and Sweetgrass counties make them eligible for federal money for debris removal and repairs to public facilities. Park, Carbon, and Stillwater counties were previously approved for funding. Officials have documented almost $5 million in local costs related to the floods that began June 12th. That figure is expected to grow and is just a fraction of the overall damage. In a 5-2 split decision, the Montana Supreme Court has said that the city of Billings should not be held liable for municipal sewer backups that nearly ruined a Billings Heights couple's home and left them having to pay thousands for repairs to make the home livable. The case began when Billings Municipal Sewer Lines backed up and flooded Jeremy Talon and Arian Whitman's residence, filling it with raw sewage. Disaster Restoration Service had to take half the home down to the studs. In a lawsuit, the couple said that the city should be liable for the damages because the house was required by law to have a sewer connection and that it was that line that caused the damage. Under the legal concept of inverse takings, they said that government may be liable for damages when something it owns or its action causes damages, even if inadvertently. The concept is rooted in the U.S. Constitution, where government cannot take property without just compensation. Quote, 
for a damage claim less than a complete taking. The property must have been damaged to such a degree as to constitute a permanent taking of the property and not merely have caused an infringement upon enjoyment of the property, temporary damage, or damage common to the public at large. That's according to the majority opinion written by Justice Jim Rice. Cases in which property owners have succeeded in sewage or flooding takings claims have involved repeated or chronic invasions that permitted a jury to consider and find that the government, by failing to correct the source of the repeated overflows, acted intentionally or foreseeably. The couple's home insurance didn't cover the backup because the problem occurred within the sewer system, owned and maintained by the city of Billings. That means neither the city nor the insurance company will cover the bills. The cost will fall to the homeowners. The Montana High Court ruled that the couple had not proven that the city could have reasonably foreseen or prevented the backup. The court also found it was likely the result of misuse by other residents and not the city's fault, and that putting grease or other debris down the lines was not how the sewer system was designed to work. Justice Dirk Sandifer, who offered the dissent in the 5-2 ruling, wrote that Montana's Constitution confers even more protections on residents than those by the federal Constitution. Sandifer wrote that both the 1889 and 1972 Montana Constitution state that, quote, private property shall not be taken or damaged for public use without just compensation. Sandifer's opinion said that historically Montana courts have recognized the concept but the Montana Supreme Court has continued to get inverse condemnation or takings incorrect. Sandifer's dissent provides an outline for how he would correct the challenge in Montana. Quote, In 1903, we admonished that broader fundamental Montana constitutional right to just compensation for private property damaged for or by public use must be strictly enforced and not frittered away. Sandifer wrote in his opinion. Judge Ingrid Gustafson joined Sandifer in the dissent. They said the Montana Constitution and the legal concept of inverse condemnation, which doesn't require proof of negligence, should be sufficient to cover the Billings couple's claims. Glacier National Park saw its third busiest May ever in 2022. According to recently released visitation statistics, the park saw over 181,300 recreational visitors in May of 2022, up 3.9% from 2021 and trailing only 2018 and 2016. A slow April had left the park down 7% from last year overall, with just over 279,000 visitors so far. That's down from 300,500 at this point last year. While the number of visitors coming through the west entrance was down more than 11,000 from the previous year, visitation to other areas of the park saw a marked increase in visitation. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, 
in 24 countries on six continents. We also post our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.